0: okay hello everyone hello beautiful wonderful hot artsy girls hot artsy boys who have joined (laughs) um thank you guys so much i just have to say before i even start this episode thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being a part of this community um I truly am so thankful and grateful and excited about where this has gone, how how many people we've been able to reach and just have really cool, artful conversations, all the people that have been on the podcast so far, all the interviews that are coming up and scheduled and people who have reached out. And really, I am just so appreciative and grateful that people are like interested in what we're talking about and showing us some love. So... Just want to have a big shout out to you guys. So I really appreciate you all, and I'm glad that you're taking taking some something away from this. <laughs> That's the goal, right? So yeah, welcome back to another episode of the Hot Artsy Girls Podcast. Uh, it's a solo episode today, so your girl Natalie is in the building. That's just me <laughs> in my house. <laughs> the building is my apartment building. Um, We're home today. My dog is currently sitting on my lap um i love being cozy and comfy and doing these in my apartment i uh am actually in the process of (laughs) i ordered a new couch and i sold my old couch to madison and my my new couch is actually on back order (laughs) so i don't have a couch in my apartment i have a cute little swivel chair that is actually very comfortable so that has been my, like, quote-unquote couch for the last, um, like, month. And I think I have another, like, two months <laughs> without a couch. So, but I, my goal would really be to, like, turn this into a little studio if I can with, like, some cameras and, you know, just get cozy with it. But I kind of really want my couch to be here. It's a, oh, It's a gorgeous little black leather couch. It's just so the vibe. So when that happens, hopefully we can start actually recording in here more often um but in the meantime we're out we're of studio but I mean I love the studio I work with so shout out to them shout out to our engineer that helps us with everything um yeah I just I'm just feeling really grateful and appreciative today and I was really excited to do a solo episode I feel like I feel like it's actually been like a while since I've just had a moment to myself um in a good in a good way I've been just really busy and my business is just we're growing so much and we're hiring people and um I've been working every weekend which has just like been insane and again I, I try not to do that all the time if if ever I try to really give myself space and time but like just for whatever reason this past like three weeks I've just been like a whirlwind of jobs and work and doing but like cool things you know we just did a really cool brand activation event um And again, that just took over our our whole weekend. And then we had a photo shoot the weekend before. And we've had like actually like six photo shoots this week. (laughs) It's just like, what's going on? But it's so amazing. And also Madison's not here. um, But I just want to say shout out to Madison for literally being just the best um, person ever. And she's just been such a joy to work with and so helpful. And yeah. Anyways, (laughs) love (laughs) y'all. um i kind of want to i feel like we've been getting since we've had such a great turnout and, and listenership by the way we have like 300 followers on spotify which is just absolutely insane and i am just so grateful what the hell um and i know that's not it doesn't sound like a lot to you know a lot of people but to me that's huge i don't even know who, you know, so many of them are. And I'm just so happy that you found us and you're, you know, found this community that, you know, you feel like you can relate to and you could be a part of. and You can hopefully learn something from each and every one of the girls that are on the podcast. And again, if you're a girl that's trying to get, we, we just got a DM last night, actually, that she was this, like, young girl um, at college and she was looking to transfer her major. And she was like, she learned so much from the podcast and she loved it um and she just wanted to know like more about the business side of things and she had some questions and it just like inspired me to record this because I don't know, I feel like I really haven't i've introduced myself for sure, but I feel like I haven't really talked much about my like i guess my journey of starting my business, and um yeah, I kind of want to give you like a little bit more of that and and the back end of things, you know, especially going freelance, especially, and, and, and also I've, I've learned so much since starting this podcast that I feel like I have more knowledge now than maybe I would have in the beginning. Um, and my business has grown tremendously like since starting it. So I think it's like a good, feels fitting to kind of go over some of that stuff and just talk really freely about what I do and how I started and where I, you know, all of that. Um, I have some like topics that I wanted to go over and and honestly a big topic that feels really fitting for me in this conversation is being scrappy. (laughs) The word scrappy is like my favorite word I think Um, and I'll tell you why. I love the word scrappy because I feel like truly and this might not be for everyone but I do think it's very relatable and I think especially in the landscape of like being a designer or like a film editor or a movie director or in any sort of artist honestly even a painter even I think the secret to success is not technical and I know who I know a lot of people are gonna get a little a little um ruffle some feathers with that because I know that so many people prioritize the technical side of things and and let that is not to say at all that being technical is not important because there is a whole world where that comes so in handy and and that's actually where most of the money <laughs> is too just like interesting um, I think a lot of people pay a lot for very technical things so that is a huge element and I really respect people who are very technical Um, because I am not, I am very scrappy with the way I work and the way I do things. And that is why I'm able and I need to outsource people to be technical and to have that, you know, really strong side to them, um, where they're, you know, they're good at the technology side. Like, I'll I'll give you a little, give you a little background on what I mean by scrappy. Okay. So, throughout my career, you're going to laugh. And this is probably, like, I don't even... This is information I, like, I'm embarrassed to share, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, Throughout my whole life, like, I'm a photographer, right? Like, I went to school. I took AP photography in high school. I took photography my whole life. Like, I, you know, I majored in photography and film. Like, I should, like, know everything. Like, the the camera, like, the back of my hand. I should, like, be the most technical, like, girly in the world, like because I went I got training for it, right? I am so bad at operating camera. <laughs> I really am um and, and again, i think I think it's very intentional, kind of because I like when things are just not perfect. I really do I gravitate i I kind of like when something's a little too perfect, I'm like i I don't know, I need to roughen it up like i'll I'll edit it specifically to not look perfect um I don't know I just there's something about when a when a photo is almost too perfect really like really like doesn't work for me and again that's a personal opinion that it's not like everyone's thoughts and I know that um and so I think for a lot of reasons I like I shy away from using any sort of technical skill not any sort of but like I really do shy away from being really really heavy on the technical stuff um when it comes to me shooting my own personal work or doing, you know, my films a certain way, even the way I edit things and and that's actually kind of why I gravitated towards working with Madison because she also like I watched the way she like does stuff in Photoshop. It's so funny. I like watch her from afar and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, how did you just do that? Why did you do it that way? That was the weirdest way I ever seen anyone do anything. And but I love it at the same time like I love it because I because I truly don't believe I don't think I think the art is in the process I think I find myself while I'm editing like a lot of my work comes through while I'm in post-production and I'm working and I'm playing a lot of it's play I think that's what actually makes people ask me a lot how do you how do you take your hobby and make it work you know like doesn't that just you know interfere with the fact that it's a hobby or like how how do you still find joy in something that you know you're making money from whatever right and I think that actually is truly the reason why I still find such a playful art in what I do is because I don't give myself these rigid rules of working um obviously there's there's a time and place where you have to do things a certain way and I understand that but it just is, it is interesting. And I think I do do things a little differently than a lot of other people, especially, you know, operating an agency. And um, I don't know, I I think like, I just think there's a power in being scrappy. And I think, at least in my humble opinion, the secret to success is not technical. Like, I don't know, I just think, like, I want to unpack like how much you don't need to know everything to be good at art. You know, art is so subjective, like talent really is not determined by how technical you can be um winging it (laughs) is so underrated winging it is so underrated um I don't know I think there's a there's when you're a creative person and you go on a whim and you try something new and you kind of like magic happens that like is in my opinion that is when the most magic happens in my work and so why would i change that you know why would i stop playing why would i why would i stop my process if it's already gotten me so far it's already made me you know i don't i don't like i love the way i work and again it's not the way I work is actually not always industry standard. I know that. Like even the way, yeah, I save files and I and I have my own weird systems, and I don't think I'm much different from a lot of people either. Though I do think that if you're a creative artist, I think you should have your own system. Um, I've worked in so many fields. So I'll give you a little background on like my my history of kind of my career, and I'll shorten it up for you. But I think I think it's helpful for those who are again in school looking to get into this looking to get in this field and like just to hear what that looked like for for one person versus another I think it's just fascinating Um, because when I tell you the art world there is not a linear path I'm gonna say that right now there is not one linear path to get to a, a creative role it's not The traditional role yeah you go to college you study art you apply for a job you get the job you whatever that's a traditional path and that that's a lot of people go down that route too um a big part of it in my experience has been relationships and networking and I talked about that a little bit and if you haven't heard the networking episode I think that's another really good one um I talk a lot about just the power of meeting meeting people and making connections and how that's really benefited me in my like artistic career. But it's funny like being a creative it's like it's like the the whole pathway to being creative is actually very creative. Like you have to almost be creative to get the job. Like I don't know how to wear that. Like you have to be creative in the ways that you're finding jobs. You have to be creative in the ways that you're meeting people. You have to be creative in the ways that you're also showing your work I'm sharing your you know your skills with people and it's I don't know like I try to not stay mundane in those ways but anyway I digress I'm gonna I'm gonna start I can riff for hours I'm gonna start talking about my journey so I started back in the day I took an art class, it was like an elective course in middle school, and I grabbed a camera, I grabbed my mom's camera over the summer, I was like just having fun with it, playing around, shot some cool photos of my feet, like with water in the sand, whatever. I thought I was being artsy, I, my cousin was a model, like had her sit on a lifeguard stand, the whole nine. And that same year I had, it was a, an art class with, um, shout out Mr. Coleman. He, that was the first time I met Mr. Coleman. And those of you who know me and they know how important Mr. Coleman has been in my life. That was the first time I met him, seventh grade. We had an art class. He gave us an assignment. I don't remember the assignment, but it was any medium. You could collage. You could take photos. You could paint. You could whatever you want to do. You could draw. Like, it was open forum medium, which was amazing. Love that. Love that about him. I think as an art teacher, he just excelled at, like, giving people like creative freedom to express and Again, he fully allowed me to, like, unleash and find myself through working with him. But anyway, so I come back to class. I come to school the day the project is due. And I made this collage with all my photos from the summer that I had taken with my mom's camera. And they were, it was really cool. It was a professional camera. I had it on an automatic setting. Again, didn't know a thing about photography or cameras. It was automatic. But then I took it into post. Again, I love post. And that is where my love for post-production came in because all, you know, it's automatic setting, uploaded it to my computer, fucked around in uh, iPhoto at the time, right? Seventh grade it was iPhoto. Um, I'm in iPhoto. I'm editing the contrast. I'm changing colors of the sky. I'm like doing my little thing in there. I was having so much fun editing. Fell in love with post-production. D- obviously, didn't even know that was a term back then, but fell in love with editing. Printed everything out, collaged it. Printed it on like printer paper. Like nothing, like again, scrappy. Nothing was like any high tech, nothing. Put it on, you know, went to Michael's, found a little canvas, put it on the canvas. That was my project. I submitted it. And he was like, this is so impressive, blah, blah, blah. Class ends. I'm like so happy. The bell rings, everyone leaves. He goes, Natalie, can you, can you stay back for a second? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes, I go, you yeah. know. I go up to his computer and he's like, he's like, so I just, I want to understand something. He goes, so the project was, you have to, make everything like you have to make you know, like if if you did a photography project you have to take the photos like he was like you can't you like I don't know if you really understood the assignment and I'm like what do you what do you mean and he's like you can't like pull stuff from magazines and like newspapers and stuff like you had to like take your own work, and I literally are. <laughs> like this is actually like the most truest story and I'm literally sitting there and I look at him and I'm like are we talking about the same project like I'm, my, my brain's like I'm like what is happening I'm like wait what are you saying like these are my photos and he took like a triple take of my project and me and project me and he's like wait what and I'm like wait what I'm like are you telling me that i'm like like what are you saying <laughs> and he's like wait no way like you took these and i'm like yes i swear i was like i just edited them a lot but like i could show you the original photo like these are my photos like, like i swear like then i felt like i was like i like please don't think i'm stealing like i swear they're mine and he literally looked at me in that moment and he was like natalie what the what the hell he was like these are amazing you know, you like, and I just thought I was fucking around with a camera, you know? Like, I just like, I had no idea that this was like considered good or I, you know, and obviously it's one person's opinion, but I was just like so blown away by this result of my project for this one little elective class. And I was like, oh my God, you think I'm good? Like the art teacher thinks I'm good? Like, this is so cool. And again, I was seventh grade and I'll never forget that moment never will forget that moment in my life I could get emotional thinking about it because it single-handedly like shaped my entire life <laughs> that moment right there single-handedly shaped my whole life um and he looked at me and he's like you have to keep doing this like what the hell like you are so talented and I was like oh my god okay <laughs> like yes sir like yes, chef like sounds good so every project... And again, he always made the projects really open for him. There was like, you can draw, you can paint, whatever. And he literally told me, he's like, you have, you should have to take photos for every project. Like, you, you can't like not do that. And I was like, okay, sounds cool. So I asked my mom, can I borrow your camera again? Used her camera, started really getting into it. Middle school started using, you know, obviously at your resources, right? So I'm like, okay, friends. I'm like, who wants like to do a photo shoot, right? Facebook, I think, had just come out. Tumblr was around. So everyone's, like, lining up to, like, be my model. Like, my friends were, like, all for it. They're, like, please, like, get my Facebook profile. I'm, like, "Uh, sure. I'm, like, let's get artsy. Like, let's make a whole set. Let's do this. I'm, like, really getting creative. And obviously little did I know, but at the time I was, like, fully creative directing, like, my work, shooting it, like, editing it, right? So I'm, like, I'm doing everything. I'm making videos, videos. for my for my own self because I just love commercials so I was like making mini commercials (laughs) I was just doing like I was having fun again it was me being a kid and playing around but I was getting feedback from it that it was good from school and so and something that I hated really I hated school I was not a good student and for something that I really didn't like I was getting I was able to play and do what I loved and have fun and then get good grades like To me, that was just like a win, 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 triple, quadruple win. I was like, "Uh, this is awesome. And so every year I took Mr. Coleman's class. I signed up to take his class because at the time, middle school, right, you're like, okay, you can choose. You're like older now, you can like choose your classes. So I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm taking like his class. I'm taking his class. And he loved it. And he was like, and he also, he, he, uh, convinced me to do art enrichment, which was like an after school program. And again, at the time I wasn't artsy, like I wasn't an artsy kid, right? I wasn't friends with the art kids, right? Everyone had their like circle or their click or whatever. And especially our, you know, growing up, our school was very clicky and my friends were cheerleaders. My friends were this, my friends were, they were not artsy <laughs> and there was a whole crowd of artsy kids. And I didn't, you know, I liked them. They were in my art classes and I, I was friendly with them, like in my art classes, but I don't know I felt like I don't know if I felt really like they accepted me at, at the at first like I don't know I, I felt like they that was their thing and I felt like I was interrupting or I was interfering with their thing that's really how I felt I felt like a really big outsider in that crowd and I really didn't feel like I fit in um I wanted to fit in I wanted to be friends with them I wanted to be a part of it but I felt like they kind of were very judgmental towards me. They knew who I was friends with. They knew that I wasn't really a part of the art community yet. And so I was just like, mm, I don't belong here. So when Mr. Coleman invited me to come to our Enrichment Club, I stayed after school i was so nervous social anxiety had just started seventh grade i was like really when i was like peak sweating like out of my armpits like i was like oh my god i'm nervous for everything right like hormones are starting to change like i'm that was like literally the moment that like my (laughs) i started getting really bad social anxiety i think um i actually do remember that was the year that like i started getting really nervous for stuff and specifically i remember like joining this club and i was like holy fuck like what am i doing natalie like you're like this is so scary, and I joined this, our enrichment club, and again, long story short, like, it was really scary, and I didn't feel like it was a part of my personality for a really long time, I didn't feel like I fit in, Um, but slowly grew to, from the encouragement of Mr. Coleman, he kept pushing me to show up to the meetings, he kept pushing me, he's like, Natalie, you weren't there yesterday, and I'm like, I know, I'm like, sorry, I was busy, and he's like, Natalie, come, like, like he was just really encouraging me because I think again he saw something in me that I didn't even really know or see in myself yet and there's such a beautiful power in as a mentor as somebody who you know to see that in somebody and to guide them and tell them that they're like and show them that like the way I don't know like he just he really really guided me through that process of really feeling confident in being an artist but for this at this point I wasn't confident yet and I didn't even tell my friends really. They knew I was taking photos. They knew I liked it, but they didn't know I was in our room trying to tell anyone. It was like kind of like a like a weird secret part of me. Like I wasn't embarrassed about it, but I was also just like, I don't know. I, I didn't know who I was. I didn't really know where that fit in my life. Because it wasn't my personality at that moment. And I think as a seventh grader, you're like, you're really defined by stuff. And I don't know. I don't know what I was defined by, but it certainly wasn't that yet. I think it was cheerleading at the time, or it was Having friends, I don't know, and it definitely wasn't art. Um, so anyway, and again, I didn't really have friends in art, so I didn't really know where to fit in. I kind of sat alone for a little bit and just like would join the club and finally got comfortable. Finally, started feeling a little bit more accepted by eighth grade, and I'll never forget the end of the year. He he had me join National Art Honor Society. It was like, again, this club after school and he had me apply to it and everything. And it was a big deal. And I didn't tell any of my friends for a while. Nobody knew. And at the end of the year, um, there was like an art show for the eighth graders. And of course, Mr. Fucking Coleman, he puts my art show in front as soon as you walk in in the lobby. Like You literally walk into our lobby of our school and there it is, boom, in huge letters like Natalie Brandt and all my work <laughs> and that was my debut that was my coming out story of me being an artist I'll never forget like all my guy friends or all my like all these friends in classes were like Natalie like do you have like a, a like a whole like wall up like in front of the school like was that you And I'm like yeah I'm like hey you two are like what since when like nobody knew and I was like And I didn't know how people would take it. Like, again, it's a really vulnerable thing to be an artist. And especially in eighth grade, it's like, I don't know how anyone's going to receive this or perceive this. And at the time, I was really conscious of that. And I was really like aware of the way I was being perceived and how people, what people thought of me. And so it was a very interesting moment in my life. Um, I'll kind of fast forward through that. So obviously in high school, right, I started uh, doing more art stuff. I did photography. I took, Mr. Coleman actually moved to the high school. It was the same high school. And he encouraged me to take his graphic design class. He was like, Natalie, you would love graphic design. Like, you've never tried it. You love editing your photos. Like, I'm telling you right now, like, the second you learn Photoshop, like, you're going to freak out. Like, you have to join my class. So I'm like, okay, signed up. Obviously, I'm going to sign up for Mr. Coleman's class. Fell immediately in love with graphic design. And it was really cool because I was able to, like, pull my photo work with my, with my graphic work. And I took photo classes and I was with kids that were just, just photography. And then I was in graphic classes. There was just, just kids who were into like graphic design and art and logo stuff. And I was like kind of this really cool in the middle. Like I was like, hmm, I, I can do both of these. So, so I would like kind of bridge all of these things. And I, don't know, I felt like I was, I don't know. I, I felt really good about myself. I felt like a lot of people were like looked at my work and were like, wow, that's really cool. I don't know. I felt really good. And that was where I finally started to really feel comfortable about being an artsy person, and it really did became my personality for a little bit. And um, I, I used to during lunch, I used to work on project. Mr. Coleman. So what was really cool was, you know, when I turned in like a junior or maybe yeah, started like junior year, he would um, like hire me to do posters around the school. So he'd be like, it would be like instead of a project in our class, he'd be like, hey, instead of doing what everyone else is doing, like I'm gonna give you a separate thing. He's like, we have a we have a you know. A, uh, a string festival coming up in the spring for like the band students, the string students, like, I want you to design the poster for it. Or I want you to design the playbill for it. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. And so I'd be in class and everyone would be working on one project. And they're like, what is Natalie doing? And I'm like in the corner, like doing something else. And I felt so special. I was like, wait, I'm so cool and talented. Like he wants me to do this. It really was truly such an honor. And again, I'm just so grateful still to this day for like being asked to do these things. I'll never forget the biggest honor I ever had. We had a senior art show and he asked me to design the invitation for my senior art show. Like I designed the invite for everyone, for my senior show. It was, it was so like, I could cry, like thinking about how much of an honor that was. And again, I just, it was more validation that like I was, whatever I was doing was working. And and I was being well perceived and people liked it. And I had a really good rapport with all my art teachers and I mean obviously there were some art teachers I hated, but I think at the end of the year they really told me they like I just pushed you. And again, I just through through them, through the right mentors, I started getting really confident and comfortable in who I was and 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 comfortable in, you know, being an artist and but I also knew that that wasn't my whole personality and that didn't define me. Like it like I think a lot of people, again, being into a clique, people are like, oh, that's the sports girls, that's the soccer girls, that's the this girls, that's the art kids, that's the this, right? That's the football players. Like people define themselves in one particular area and it felt like I did not, I didn't fit in one. Like, yeah, my, me and my friends, but I don't know. I just like, I I really did fit into a lot of different categories and I and I would wave, you know, hide all the art kids in the hallway and I just had like a whole different group of friends other aside from like my day-to-day like I guess clique of friends and I thought that was really cool and I really enjoyed that and that is really true to who I am even now um so anyway I digress but that was kind of my journey in high school went to college didn't really want not that I didn't want to go and be an art major but I didn't even know what that looked like as a high schooler right like I don't know I don't think that's not wildly like accepted also in like where i went where i like grew up um and especially my parents like i don't know i just don't think like everybody was really like you should be an art major that that's a great idea um i think it was like a little bit looked down upon and so for that reason also i also didn't really know if i wanted to fully be an artist as my career i didn't even know what that was i was like i don't know so i went for a really general major like communications advertising I knew I wanted to do something in advertising because I knew it was creative and I knew I could do these things. I knew my skills, but like, I didn't really know. And I knew college was the time to like find yourself and do that. And it certainly was for me. Um, I went to college in Arizona. Shout out to U of A. I went there for the first two years of my college life. And through there, I discovered I really, I wasn't doing art for a while. Realized I needed to do art because I was dying in those other classes. Like math, (laughs) are you kidding? I am... Woo! Not a math person whatsoever. Having a business has actually been this has been the most math I've ever done in my life. Um, couldn't do math, like literally can't do math. Like I fucking hate math so much. And so any you know my one of my the art the graphic design major didn't require a math. It was like a history of math class that I had to take, which was actually so cool. College is so cool in that way. Um, yeah, so I took a history of math, which was actually really fascinating. And uh, yeah, I was a graphic design major. And then, again, Arizona wasn't the place. I was doing a lot of freelance work while I was in college. I started, um, like, doing a lot of sorority t-shirt design. And I did a lot of, like, sorority, like, graphics for, like, a Facebook page and our Instagram. And, like, you know, my sorority was just like, Natalie, can you design these things? And I was like, oh, my God, of course. And, like, everyone would post my designs. And I was like, ah, I love this. And then it was like the big little revealed. everyone wanted me to design their t-shirts and then other sororities started reaching out and I started charging and I was like, wait, I could make this into a little business. So I did have a little business going um, in college, I got a little side thing going on. Um, and then like a music artist was like, hey, can you design my cover art for like SoundCloud? And I was like, hell yeah, I can. And whatever, it was really cool. Really just kickstarted, like, what the hell this is. And again, you fall into it because people just ask, and you kind of, at that point, you just say, like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait, you need, what do you need? Oh, I could do that, sure. Like, and then I, I just like made up a price. At first, I was charging me like, $5. I'm like, yeah, I could do it for like $5. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and oh, oh, I'll never forget. I started doing edits on Instagram. And edits by NRB or art by NRB that was my handle, and um, I did edits on Instagram and I would get DMs from random because people would be like, "Wait, can you edit my photo?" Because like that was when Instagram was like, everyone wanted like a glitter edit or everyone wanted like a cool collage, artsy edit and like film edit. Like no one knew how to edit stuff, so I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I'll do it for you like for five dollars. <laughs> it's like five, five dollars. It took me like four hours to do a photo. I'm like sitting there like <laughs> meticulously like like deleting the background and like erasing their like whatever and um yeah and and collaging and again it was just fun for me it was on the side it was fun but then I would I would take my graphic design classes in college and it was all logos it was all very straightforward like graphic 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 there was no like photo involvement and I was like oh my god like I love photo stuff like why can't I take photo classes it's so annoying like it wasn't part of the major whatever Ended up switching schools, ended up transferring to an art school in New York called the School of Visual Arts, SVA, um, and I decided to be a photo and video major. So over overdid the graphic design stuff, started missing photo and video, ended up going back to photo and video, no graphic design. In my photo and video class, so again, I went to a straight art school from like a party school in the middle of Arizona, Tucson, Arizona, that was so not really art art centered um I was also getting taught by like like grads I don't know it just it, the program wasn't really it you know I felt like if I was really gonna pursue this and be professional in it and really do it like I need to do it in somewhere like LA or New York where there's just a big art scene so I ended up doing New York and again my professors were industry professionals i had a creative director from gq magazine as my teacher you know i had um like the kiss photographer like i had like just like the coolest people as my professors and i was like this is fucking it like this is why i came here i knew right then and there as soon as i moved to new york i was like this is exactly where i should be this is exactly what i should be doing um i ended up getting this coolest internship turn job I worked for a celebrity photographer. His name was Mark Mann. Shout out, Mark Mann. He was my absolute... The things I learned from that job are... I could do a whole podcast episode on it. So insane. I mean, first of all, the amount of celebrities I met alone was like so fucking sick. The amount of shoots I was on. I was on these high, high budget shoots. These expensive ass shoots that they would rent out the whole day. They would pile sandbags, make a, make a beach in a studio. It was insane. When I tell you I met, oh my God, I met people all from French Montana to Olivia Wilde to, um, oh my God, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh my God. And the coolest thing ever. So I actually, um, was like, I did all his editing. So (laughs) even the way I got the internship was crazy. Um, I basically convinced him that he needed me. Um, I was connected to him through somebody that I used to work with who knew that I was moving to, I had an internship and whatever, long to short, he, they knew I was going to school for photography and they were like, you should meet my cousin, Mark. And I'm like, okay, who's your cousin, Mark? Like, sounds cool, but like, not really. And I checked out his website and realized like he, Obama was like on the cover of his website and like, Everyone under the sun, like literally name of a celebrity, Rihanna, Beyonce, like every single person. So I'm like, oh my God, who is this man? So again, I reached out, texted him, emailed him, whatever. We set up a meeting. He was, he was the most unconventional scrappy guy you will ever meet. He was, um, such a cool guy from Scotland, I believe it was Scotland. Um, so cool. And, um, basically he, it was just a one man show. It was him. He had an assistant, um, but it was really just him. And I was like, listen, I'm like, you need someone to help you with your Instagram. I was like, I was just out there selling myself. I'm like, I could do editing. I can help you. I was like, whatever you need, I can help you with. Like, I have all these skills. Like, I just sold myself. And so he basically gave me a little project. He was like, okay, cool. He was like, can you sit down and um, like retouch this image? And I'm like, yeah, I can retouch it. I'm like, what do you, what do you need? He's like, just smooth out the skin. Just, um, you know, maybe like whatever, fix the lighting. Like, I want to see what you, what you could do. So I'm like, yeah, sure. So I'm sitting in the corner. I'm so nervous. I'm like trying to retouch the fuck out of this image of like Reese Witherspoon, right? And I'm like, she's so perfect. I don't need to edit her. But I'm like doing the best I can. And he comes over and I'm showing him the before and afters. And he's like, okay, you're hired. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you nailed it completely. He's like, I don't even know what you did, but like, I'm obsessed, and he like went. He went through the layers, and he was like, he like he's like, okay, you know what the hell is up? I like started masking stuff. I was like changing the levels. I was doing like the most retouching you could do on something, but try to make it like not edited and whatever. I was just again using my little my intuitive skills, and again, some of these things are just intuitive. A lot of these things you can't learn. I'll tell you right now. I went to school. You know, I took almost six years of school college because when I transferred all my credits fucking didn't transfer over whatever it was a nightmare but it took almost six years of school I don't want to say I didn't learn anything but a lot of it was stuff I knew intuitively and I just helped perfect and craft those skills a lot of the things I actually learned in high school I learned a lot from high school I'm really grateful that my my high school prioritized like media because, again, I learned so much from Mr. Coleman and so much from my, my other teachers about Photoshop and, and editing softwares and InDesign and layouts and whatever. And I just kept applying those in college. And I actually felt, I went to college, and I actually felt like, well, there was a lot of people that didn't have those skills. There was an intro to Photoshop class. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you don't know the first thing about Photoshop and you're in college or photography? Like, what? And, I don't know, it just made me feel like I had a little bit of an edge. And... But also going back to like being in art school, I was, it was, it went, it took me right back to when I, when I was first like initiated into like art enrichment and I like first joined the club and like, I didn't have any friends and I just felt really like an outsider. I felt like nobody took me seriously because I don't know, I don't think I like exude on the outside. Like I didn't look like, like an artsy kid. Like there's like, definitely there was a look at the time of like what artsy looked like and even in art school i just felt like there was a lot of people there was a huge like you know lgbtq like plus community and and again i'm i am an ally like 100% i have so many friends in the community but i don't know for whatever reason in the beginning it felt like because i wasn't necessarily like in the community i felt like i don't know i didn't for whatever reason i felt like i wasn't really being like taken seriously by like my peers and i felt like um i didn't i just i don't know maybe it was the way i talked maybe it was the way i i just really and again i i'm kind of nervous even sharing this information because it's kind of personal and i know a lot of my friends from art are probably listening to this um but that was really how we felt i felt like a really big outsider in that space i felt like people didn't really accept me um for whatever reason and um and yeah, I don't know. I didn't really know where I fit in because I didn't. I felt like I was too arts. I felt like I was too artsy for like normal people. <laughs> like I was too artsy for my friends, but I was not artsy enough for art school. So it was so it was like it was this weird middle ground. There was middle position where I'm like, there's no space for me. There's no space for like the, the like the girl that like loves art and is like is artsy, but isn't like you know my whole personality. It's not my whole 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 personality. And it still isn't, even though this podcast exists. Like it really still isn't my whole personality. There's so many other things to me um, that I, you know, I don't know. I just, I feel like a lot of people, and then that's when I kind of realize people like live in extremes. Like a lot of people live in, they like to define themselves by one by by one or two things. They like to, they like to be artsy. That's their that's their thing. They like to be sporty. That's their thing. They like to be. A fitness person that's their thing and like I don't know I think I want I like I relate to all these categories so I don't I don't really be I'm like not able to fit in like one and I think by each by definition by each by by one singular category I'm like oh they don't then they don't view me as like take like that like to take that seriously maybe because it's like not my whole personality I don't know I really can't explain it any other way but that's just really how I felt um and so I was out here bringing my, like, graphic design skills, like, and my, po- my heavy post-production skills to my classes and to my photos. And there was a lot of, like, talk about, like, shooting things in camera. And, again, it just got very technical in school. Um, people were just very, like, oh, like, what camera do you use and what this? And can I be honest with you? Can I be brutally – not even brutally, just super, super, super honest – and I never told anyone this. I still had the same camera from 8th grade. Yep, true story. I went to school for photography and I still had I was still using the same camera that I used when I first started shooting in 8th fucking grade. Mic drop. I'm I'm working with a celebrity. Let me let me remind you. I'm working with a celebrity photographer as my internship at the time. And I don't even have like the best can like I don't like I'm working with literally like a fucking old Canon. I don't even remember the model an old not good doesn't even shoot raw like you don't even know like and I didn't tell anyone because and nobody knew because I didn't tell them and everyone would ask, oh, what can, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, like, it's, you know, I I would, like, make it up, I'd be like, oh, I rented one from the, from the hub, which was, like, the camera rental place at our school, and Stella's also chewing and crunching, um, on her food in the back, so if you hear this weird noise, that's what it is, um, but how funny is that, like, I, I I just don't, I did not prioritize the fucking machine it's like why do you care what i'm using do you like the photo or not do you like my work or not why do you care what i'm using and i hated that hated that so much i felt like everyone in art school really like that was the one thing i really hated and all the all the like super super techie like photographers it was like that's that's all they cared about they're like well what would you shoot this on like oh like what, like like And they would judge you if you shot on something else. And everyone shit on iPhone stuff. And I'm like, looking around the room, I'm like, what the hell is everyone's problem? iPhones are amazing. iPhones take amazing photos. And I know we're here for art school. But like, and I know we're here for photography. But you can shoot amazing photographs on your phone. Cameras are getting better and better. And we had a whole discussion about it in class. And I was like the outlier. Like, I felt like nobody thought uh, nobody could take iphone seriously and so i did a little experiment he <laughs> i had this class and the rules again the whole class like you weren't allowed to use your phones whatever so i took stunning macros like macro literally macro lens of flowers of like of like this cool actually you know what i did I like spilled water is actually a really cool project It was very abstract it was like i spilled water and i put it on like a record like this like um silver record that i had um it was like a broken record that i had used for another project and it was like mirrored and i spilled water on it and whatever i mean made, made the coolest photos printed them out again printed because that was the big thing they're like the quality the printing quality printed them high quality like beautiful like glossy paper hung them up like we did a display like everyone was raving about my photos that was like the one class everyone actually liked my work <laughs> um everyone was like wow these amazing people at the end of the year i was like i just have to tell you tell you about something i already got my grade and everything i was like i just have to like say something i shot almost all my work in this class on my f all my iphone <laughs> so mic drop bitches and everyone was because because the whole class i just i couldn't i couldn't handle it the whole class they were like they were like you like iphones like they couldn't take it seriously you can't use an iphone to do whatever and i was like fuck you all yeah i can prove you so wrong just literally let me show you and yeah i the whole class i only shot stuff on my phone and i didn't tell anyone because she would have been like oh like you have to redo this in a camera <laughs> but but i got an a on all my work so bitch I just, I just proved to you that it does not matter what, what camera you use. So I'm out here to tell you guys too. It does not matter what softwares you use. Madison, my assistant, I love her to death. She is editing stuff on iMovie. Do I care? No. Is that industry standard? No. And she does an amazing job. I mean, yes, I want to teach her premiere and we're working on it, but like, it does not matter. And I'm I'm like just so big on that. Like it does not matter the way the way in which you work. Yes, there's certain industry standard things when you're sharing files and whatever, and we'll get into that. But being scrappy, like the I'm just gonna say it again. The secret to success is not technical. You could be an amazing artist and you do not have to do things the way that they're supposed to be done. There's no supposed to be done. Like there's 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 ways, but I hate there's not a right way and a wrong way. Like there's industry standard way that's the way everyone does it and then there's your way and you can do things the way everyone does it or you could do it your way and different projects might require different things you might need to do something industry standard in order to share it and get it colored and whatever right but I do things the way I do them I'm very big on it and I don't believe that my process has any if it has no interference on the result and you're still getting your ending quality you're still getting the images you're still getting the final video edit you're still getting whatever I am going to do it in the way that I do it and if I'm using my old ass camera if I'm using a disposable camera if I'm using uh whatever the whatever the medium like let me have that freedom to do it obviously in business it's a very different thing but in terms of art school this was where I was at and I was like You guys are, you're so caught up in the technical. And let me tell you, half those people's work, I'm not not here to shit on anyone, but they were so, so, so big on technical and their work wasn't creative at all. Oh my God, Stella is making the most noise. (laughs) And I swear, this really isn't me shitting on art school or me shitting on anyone technical. It's not that at all. It's just that people, I think they over-prioritized Doing things the quote unquote right way, and they forget to be creative. They forget to be experimental. They forget. My best friend Sammy. So I actually met my best friend Sammy in art school, and we were both transfers. And the, the reason I think we both got along immediately was because she was the same as me, like. She would do like multiple exposure stuff. She would play around the dark room. And like, there's rules in the dark room to like develop stuff. You have to expose the light for this amount of time and this amount of seconds. And it has to be this. And you have to put it in the developer for this amount of seconds. And the cool thing is, you can have so much fun in experimentation. And we would be in the dark room just playing. We would spend all the time, hours in the dark room, just the two of us, literally just like overexposing shit, underexposing shit, playing multiple, multiple exposing shit. Like, we would have so much fun experimenting. And that's like, that was, like, I was, like, I love this girl, like, I truly love her, because we just both don't care, and I remember our teachers would ask us, like, well, how'd you make this, or what was the exposure, what was the this, or what was your time, like, I'm, like, no, (laughs) I'm, like, that's not important, do you like my work or not, um, and I don't know, I'm getting, like, angry, because I just remember how frustrated that used to make me, uh, And there was few and far between teachers that really understood me and really, like, got my work and really appreciated the scrappiness of the way I did things. And those were the people I fucked with. (laughs) And the people that would ask me, like, the moment somebody asks me, even to this day, to be honest, the moment somebody asks me, like, what camera do you use? I kind of, like, I'm like, oh, no. Like, I don't. I don't want to have this conversation. Like, you, you like, I don't think, like, we, you, like, you get it. Like, and again, it's just, I think that they just talk a different language than me. Again, not to say they're not, that's not a good way to go about things. There's a, there's a room for that. I actually have to outsource people to do very technical things for me because I'm not technical. And I fully admit, like, I don't like being technical. Um, but, yeah, so... Point of that is I was in art school, I was frustrated, I was not being taken seriously by a lot of my peers, and I was I th- I feel like people really like look down on my work actually. Or they would be like, I would be editing stuff in post-production and they I feel like they would be like, Well, is that like everyone was so prideful of being shot, shooting things in camera, which I I have the skills to do. Um, I just didn't want to. Um, I just I really liked like that's again, that's going back to where I first began. My art career and my love for art—it all really started in post production, and that's where I really find myself getting really experimental and playing. Um, so, I just kind of like—I. It's almost like it's more fun for me when a photograph is not perfect right out of camera because then I can like go in there and really like, you know, see what I could do with it, um, and that to me is really fun. And again, that's. Everyone is so different, and their process is different, but yeah, for whatever reason, I felt like people didn't really take my work seriously because I was doing a lot in post and um and I was using my graphic design stuff, and I was adding you know texture and layering and all these things, and i was and people just like didn't get it really and one thing I learned in art school was like how to defend my work, how to defend myself, how to stand for what uh what my work, you know, and people would sometimes even ask too, like, oh, what does this mean? Or what is, and like, I have certain meanings towards stuff, but there was a lot of stuff that I was just like messing around with and experimenting and playing. And then people, I just felt like they were like, oh, this, you know, like my, like this tree is a symbol for my growth and my, you know, my this and that. And everyone had all these deep meanings. And I felt like I was like lying about how the, a lot of the deep meanings, like, this really, there's no deepness behind this. Like, I just, I just really like this. Like I was just playing around and I think this is sick. And again, not all art needs to be so, so deep and meaningful. Like that's not the definition of art. It's not, it's not, it doesn't have to have a deep, deep meaning. Yeah, a lot of it can. And and I think a lot of it subconsciously has deep meaning, right? You might not even know what you're making and what your work means, until years after, and you look back, and you're like, "Wait, that's so interesting. That's such a cultural statement, right? Like, that's what I was thinking about at the time, or that's who my favorite music artist was, or that's the book I was reading at the time, right? I did a lot of work that was influenced in in art school by books I was reading, and at the time I didn't even really notice it or realize it or think about it. Or movies I was interested in, I'm very influenced by like media and and um, so I was making some sort of statement around that, but at the time I didn't know it, and I didn't know how to express that in school, and so again, I just, I really always felt misunderstood in, 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 in that space. And long story long, actually, um, I ended up graduating. I was, I was so proud of what I did in college. I turned my, you know, my internship with Mark to ended up working. At, I talked about this more in the networking episode, but I started working with an advertising agency. Um, again, I, I like pitched myself to them. And, Yeah, you should actually listen to that because I talk a lot about my career there. And then since then, um, you know, started working at an advertising agency. And, again, I was just doing, like, a lot of different things. And um, I worked freelance for a little bit at Hearst. Um, I started working with musicians. And, and again, a lot of these were just through, like, network. Like, a lot of them – a lot of these – the way that I got a lot of these jobs was from referrals or people, you know – Suggesting me to a friend who suggested me to a friend and they liked my work or again it was a musician who needed like cover art and new york is just the place to do it because you're just there's so many creative people and everyone starts reaching out you know to do things and again my biggest advice for people like show your work like put your work out there um no better thing for me and my business has been like social media has single-handedly I've gotten all my freelance clients from social media because I've always been on top of designing my website. I've always been on top of like posting what I'm doing on Instagram. And it's not for any other reason. It's just like, if I don't post it, like when I'm doing it, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm never going to post. I'm going to forget about it. Like, uh, you know, I have so many different projects going on. If I don't post like that, I worked with this guy and this, and I did this shoot, you know, when I'm editing it and when I'm working on it, like it's gonna slip through the cracks, and I'm gonna to forget to post about it. And it's gonna be, you know, the time's gonna be passed, and it's the project's gonna be long gone. And I'm probably gonna hate it in like a couple of months, and I'm not gonna to want to post it. So, that is a big advice I have for for people who um, are struggling with that side and like the self promotion and the advertising. It's like put your stuff out there. Like social media is so powerful and so beautiful. Um, it's such a beautiful place for an artist right now. There's so many creative people out there, and you're. You know, again, it's people also just like think of. They think of what's relevant to their minds, and so if they're always seeing you post your graphic design work, I mean, and they they need a new logo or they need a new, you know, business card, whatever they need, new website, whatever. It's like if you're always posting projects and stuff that you do, then they're gonna think of you when they think like they're gonna be sitting in their kitchen and be like, "Mm, you know, who do I know that does that stuff? And maybe they're scrolling on Instagram that day and they see like, oh. Natalie posted a, you know, her, her business. Like I should reach out to her because that's just how people operate. It's just how people operate out of convenience a lot of the time. And I try to keep things like fresh people's minds and I try to remind everyone like, Hey, if you need this, I can help you. (laughs) Like, don't forget (laughs) I can help you. Um, and I just always like to keep my website up, up to date, like on all my projects. Like I would always do that because again, months and months can go by and you forget about that project that you did for that one, you know, your dad's friend and you designed this cool website for him and you want, you know, you want to show, like, you should put that on your website. Any little thing, any little project that you do, I put a lot of stuff, um, from even school projects that I did from school on there. Again, you just, you'll forget if you don't, I mean, I will forget if I don't. So that's my advice to myself, but it's also kind of the way I do things. So if that helps anyone, um, in terms of starting my business, I really—I talk about this in different episodes, in snippets. But I worked uh, worked with the celebrity photographer. It was an amazing opportunity. It was an amazing experience. I wore so many hats. I was his assistant, so I really just did every anything you needed. Um, I did that for like a year, and then COVID happened, and or maybe it was like a year and a half. But COVID happened, and honestly, it. Sucked because, like, he wasn't really getting work, and it, obviously, everyone's lives changed. And so, we kind of like, I was like, you know what? And my, my job with the ad agency had ended, and I was just kind of like doing school online, and I moved home, and I was like traveling, and I was just like in this weird place. And um, some music artists reached out to me, some music artists, like, plural, reached out to me and were like, hey, like, you know, can you do this? Can you do that? And they wanted me to do photos and video stuff. and. I just started pitching because I knew what I was capable of. Like, I knew I knew I could do branding. I knew I could run their Instagram. I just knew I was capable of it. And a lot, like 99.9% of, I think, starting out too and, and like, building credibility is, like, you have to believe in yourself that you're capable of it. And you kind of have to bullshit a little bit in the beginning. And I kind of, I told him, I was like, yeah, I actually, like, run people's Instagrams. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I didn't. But I knew I could, I ran my own, I ran my, you know, I, I, I was already, I knew, I know the landscape, I know how to do it, and I was like, I can help you, like I can help manage your account, um, I can help with like your branding, like like I like saw a whole vision, I was like, I can really like make you, because they had no presence, they had no idea what they were doing, and they had no brand and no image, and they were trying to like get in, you know, into the music space, and so I'm like, let me help you. So for like a really small fee, literally like $100 probably, which is insane, um, or maybe I charged them nothing, I don't even know, but I, no, I think I charged them, um, you know, venmo mowed me, so scrappy, and, yeah, like, that's literally how it started, I just lied, not lied, I knew I could do it, but, like, I just had to, you know, you don't, people don't want to hear, oh, you're my first client, <laughs> no one wants to hear that, no one's gonna, like, take you seriously, so it kind of had to, like, be like, oh, I've done this before, um, started doing it for them, killed it, we did so good, um, still to this day, I work with, you know, some of the other, the, the, the artists that I started working with, um, and then I ended up working at Hearst, uh, part-time, I got a graphic design job at Hearst part-time, I was freelancing with them, um, I was then working at, like, a clothing store, because I needed to make money, obviously, um, I, you know, I told them I would help them with their social media. So I did a little bit of that with the store I was working with. Um, And then I ended up getting a full-time job at an ad agency that I have a whole story on that. But it was a very corporate job. It was very cool. I was, like, the brand designer for the agency. I was literally doing the work of, like, 10 people by myself. But the problem was, in my experience, I didn't really have enough, like, creative freedom with the job. And that ultimately just led me to quit and start my business. And I also quit with like a huge chip on my shoulder because my boss really didn't believe in me. And my boss really, for lack of a better word, she really sucked. (laughs) She was a really bad boss. But what I took away from that job was a lot of things. One being how to be a good boss, actually. I took away her leadership style, her management style, the way she, like, like honestly looked down on people and, like, looked down on me and the way she treated me and her lack of boundaries and her lack of just so many things that she was, like, such a bad mentor and a bad, just a bad manager, a bad boss, and... now in the position I'm in, I actually thank her tremendously for being a bad boss because I know everything I don't want to be from her. I know everything I don't ever want anyone to ever think about me. (laughs) I I, I saw, you know, how lack of boundaries, how texting someone at a certain time, like it's not healthy. And she had a really bad relationship with work and it's actually taught me to have a really healthy relationship with work now in my career and in my business and the conduit and what i'm doing and i'm really proud of that i'm really proud of the way i really prioritize you know my mental health and my space and my and i don't want to overwork anyone i don't want to overwork myself i don't want to come home every day from work like crying (laughs) like like i used to i really did um it was me i was starting to make me question you know did I want to do graphic design? Did I want to do these things as a as a career? And I think there's two ends of the spectrum because I think some people, like, if you're a creative person, like, you might not want that as your job. And that's also okay. That's also very valid and very normal. And, like, there is not, like, you, I think it's actually nice to be able to separate that. Um, for whatever reason, I feel like I figured out a hack for myself um, in order to make myself still really passionate and love it. And I still do have hobbies that involve this stuff. And I also still can find joy in my jobs every day and in the work I do. And I'm really grateful for like the way that I found that um, and my work-life balance. And again, not everyone maybe feels that way. And I, and I get it. And I know that feeling. I, I know it so well. I know the work-life balancing so well. It's so stressful and sad and it makes life like so and I don't know I just I have such a moment now where like I really think I'm like I chose this like if I'm stressed like I need to step the hell back because I chose this every day I chose this life and I want to live my life happy and I want to be happy with my the decisions I'm making I want to be happy with the choices I make I want to be happy with like who I am and how I spend my time every day time is so precious your life is so precious Life is such a gift. Life is so beautiful. I'm like such, I'm so like appreciative of life. And I really take every moment very like, you know, like preciously. Um, And who I spend my time with and how I spend my time. And yeah, I just, I don't know. That's my journey of being an artist, being a working artist, um, Thankfully, I'm not a starving artist at the moment. Actually, I'm starving right now, this very moment, because I haven't eaten breakfast yet. But, <laughs> but in general, um, kind of that's how I've figured out how to really turn it into something. And and oh my god, I mean, there's been so many people that have really inspired me and encouraged me and helped me along the way. I I work with the most amazing people on a weekly basis. Um, I you know shout out to the girls from Sauce, and specifically. Sam. Um, I love Sam from Sauce. (laughs) If you guys don't know Sauce Media Group, you should look them up. They're incredible. Um, I was connected to Sam through this photographer that I worked with. And since then, we've just done a lot of cool collaboration stuff together. And there's a lot of cool things for us in the pipeline. And she's just incredible. And she also just has a really cool outlook on the way that she approaches clients and working. And I think she has a similar mindset as me where she like really prioritizes her mental health and her work-life balance and as do I. Um, And I think it's really important to be around certain people that ignite those things in you and remind you of the things that you like and the things that are important to you and you are who you really hang out with and you surround yourself with and I I feel like I've especially this year I've really mastered the art of picking people that I want to be around who really inspire me and encourage me um encourage my business encourage my art and again I still I still have to make time you have to make time for personal art if you're an artist and you're a creative person you have to make time for it um to not just do things, especially if you're doing it as a job is my point. Like to have things on the side and to have your own hobbies still and to go and paint and do things that you're like bad at. I think it's important to do things that you're bad at actually. Like I'm not a good painter yet. Like I still make time to paint sometimes. And I still make time to draw. Like I'm not a good drawer either. Um, like photo and video and, you know, just graphics are really my, my forte, but like I try to, I, I do a lot of tangible stuff as hobbies because it just gets my mind in a different place. And yeah, again, if you're out there struggling to figure it out and figure out how to how to go about it, like ask people in your circle. Reach out to people on social media. And that's why this podcast really exists. It's for people who, like me, I wish I had this type of podcast. I wish I had this type of access to somebody who, at the time who I looked up to is like worlds, you know, how how someone lands a magazine job, how someone lands, um, you know, photographer job to work at GQ, how someone lands. And it's like, a lot of it is through connections and through people and then through relationships. And, you know, you have one internship that turns to one job, turns to one job. Like, again, I, when I worked up with Mark, I was an intern for him at the time. And I was, I edited a lot of his stuff and eventually turned into being more of his assistant and we did a shoot with francis ford coppola and i edited it like i i edited all his work like not all of it but like a lot of the work that we'd send to the art director like i would be his like i would do a lot of the retouching and a bunch of the photos that i like my hand was in and i retouched made it onto magazines made it into like these things and that was so fucking cool um and I didn't get any credit, obviously, in the magazine. Like, I, I'm i nobody at the time, right? I'm nobody. I'm still, like, I'm just working, you know, with Mark and I'm just doing his editing. But that made me feel really, I felt like I had some sort of, like, edge there. I was like, okay, well, I just, I just got my work in a magazine. Like, fuck yeah. Like, what's next, you know? Like, what can I do with this now? How can I use this to my advantage now? How can I tell people this? How can I show people this? And... Yeah, that, that's just, like, really, really cool when, when you find those little things. And I think everyone can. If you're in a – again, if you're in, a, in college right now, like, look to your sorority and be like, hey, like, let me design your T-shirts. Or look to your local – like, look to any local business and go in there and be like, hey, like, who runs your social media? Or be like, hey, do you guys need a muralist? Like, do you want me to paint you a mural? Don't underestimate the power of working for free either. You know, in the beginning, like, there's some things that you have to do for free in order to gain trust, in order to gain uh, credibility. Be mindful, like, of people taking advantage of that, absolutely. But don't be afraid to, at first, do some stuff, bullshit a little bit, you know. D- do what you have to do in the beginning stages. Then you figure it out along the way. You start figuring out your rates. You start figuring out your, like I told you, in college I was people $5, <laughs> for an edit which was like probably insane like I should have at least charged them 20 like I charged them probably $5 to do like an edit but I didn't know I don't know rates no one teaches you that you know there, and there's no really unfortunately there's no industry standard when it comes to rates and it comes to these things and so you have to like kind of figure it out as you go every client is very differently every you know there's so many variables there I have a client I have clients that have $30,000 budgets and they'll pay $30,000 $30, for a rebrand, which is insane. Compared to I have other clients that won't pay $2,000 for a rebrand. They think that's overpriced. So it's like, it's insane, right? And you don't want to turn down certain clients. So there are certain things that I'm willing to do for different prices. But at the end of the day, if I know there are clients that are willing to pay $30,000 for a rebrand, like I'm not taking anything less than a certain number anymore, you know? Because um, I know I could find the clients that that will pay that. So all all of that to be said, that every person's path is very differently in this world, in this field, um, in this world <laughs> also, but in this field. And I hope that my like story and my pathway of becoming an artist was like some somewhat inspiring or helped somebody out there. Um, even deciding on college and even choosing your major—it's like your major does not define you, right? I went to college for communication. I went to college for graphic design. I went to college for photography, film. Like I just did it all. I just—I was like, I just want to like learn new stuff in each one. And however, I didn't—I didn't earn a degree in graphic design, but who cares? I'm great at it, and I'm—I'm I'm a lot of it self-taught. Um, photography. I didn't have to go to college for it. I just wanted to because I, I knew I had to – I wanted to graduate. I had to graduate, but I didn't really – I didn't really, like, love school, obviously. So I wanted to still be able to, like, do school, but do it in a way that I knew I was good at. And, again, that's kind of – you know, and, and enjoyed. Uh, and anyway, what was really cool about being – in art school and doing photography and also having an internship and stuff. It was like, I was able to sometimes use my internship stuff for my school. So like they would give us a project, whatever on, I don't know. And so I would go to work with Mark and I would be like with these celebrities but I would like shoot behind the scenes stuff. And I would like, you know, be in the studio and I would capture my own moments in the the studio. And then I would just like use those photos for my projects. And again, that's a little life hack if you're go to art school and you have an internship on the side or whatever. Like, don't think that those things are separate. You can totally like save yourself the time, save yourself the energy. Like, that's you're doing that anyway. Like, use it for your projects, use it for like your work. Um, you know, kill all birds with one stone. I, I love doing that. I still do that in my work. If I can get as much out of a shoot that I can, I'm going to get as much out of the shoot as I can. Why waste people's resources and time and energy, like or your own? Um, again, your time is very. Precious, and on that note, I feel like I've talked my own ear off, and I'm like, I'm like tired of hearing myself, dog. Um, I love you guys. I really hope you got something out of this. I was really vulnerable, um, there for a little bit, and I'm sorry if I offended anyone. I really hope I didn't, because I was really just trying to be transparent with the real struggles, and I, I just think a lot of people feel that way. I, I, just know I'm not the only one, um, especially. You know where feeling like you're not artsy enough and feeling like you're too artsy for certain spaces it's very it's very real and i actually think that's why the term hot artsy girls feels really fitting in my life and feels really true to like where i feel like you don't fit in one category you know there isn't one category you know some people used to never put the word hot and artsy in the same sentence and now you can be at all you know you could be hot you could be you could be smart you could be artsy like you could be a gym girl. You could be at all. Why do you have to put you in one box? Anyways, I love you guys so much. I super appreciate anyone that's listened this far into my journey. Stay tuned for more episodes. We have the most amazing interview coming up in a week. I don't want to tell you who it is, but she's an amazing director, female director. She's incredible. Um, So many more things happening. Keep tuning in. I really love you guys. Follow us on Instagram. Please give us a review if you haven't already on Spotify um, and Apple. I really appreciate. Um, Yeah, I love you guys so much. Thanks so much for listening. And I really hope you got what you wanted out of this episode. If you guys have any questions, shoot the DMs. Like seriously, we've been getting some really cute and nice and informative and good questions in the DMs. So yeah keep, keep reaching out in the DMs, um, and there's a lot of really fun, like, stuff coming, so just, yeah, stay tuned, keep, keep it up, I love you guys so much, Mwah. hope you have the most amazing day ever, peace and love, catch you next time, Bye. People love to explain away a woman's success Good. in music. I love I love yeah. the music industry. Blow up to start the best. Blow up to start the best. What time, right? Cool. But people keep falling desperately in love with me. Oh, I agree with you.